I don't see this kind of abyssal, this look, this this aspect of this abyss. I don't see it as negative or, you know, problematic. I see it as a kind of essential component of any kind of philosophical, you know, quest. Because we we don't know. I mean, it's a very short moment, our lives. And that sense of complete kind of annihilation or the non-existence, as you encountered, is a truth in our experience, really. It's not something that we want to have to think about all the time, and we can't really think about because it is terrifying. But, I mean, it's, again, going back to the 20th century, that's what Samuel Beckett was looking at. That's, you know, that, that question of waiting for Coddo or Endgame, you know, not I. I see it, for me, it's kind of, it's sort of galvanising. But going back to the William Shatner, him coming back from space when he went up, yeah. All these years as an actor, and maybe his most powerful moment on screen came when he wasn't acting <laughs> at all. What you have given me is the most profound experience I can imagine. I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. I, I just, it's extraordinary, extraordinary. This is life, and that's that. And it's in, in an instant, you go, wow, that's death. That's what I saw. I am, I am overwhelmed. Space is cold and, and ominous and ugly, and it really threatens death. There's death there. And you look down, and there's this warm, nurturing planet. We've all heard it's cliche now, vulnerable, and fragile, and all that kind of thing. But it's even more than that. That's death up there and life down here. And between the two, ruining this planet as we are, we're on the verge. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a brilliant real world example of an encounter with the abyss, um, the loss of self in this vast, infinite black space, which is, you know, this tiny earth there, like, it's extraordinary. This is the truth of, of, of our experience that is con we're constantly defending ourselves against because it's unbearable. But for me, it's a sort of, it's liberating. You don't have to be so immersed in the world in the same way. That's one of the insights from Christ dying on the cross moment is that we really do have this abyss of freedom. Chizek has that image of the tunnel and the light at the end of the tunnel. Is it an oncoming train? Uh, for Shatner, looking into this, the abyss of space, he expected to see stars and saw, and saw nothing. You know, which is, is is a more terrifying version of of Zizek's anecdote of the tunnel. Not even a light at the end of the tunnel, and really confronting the failure of that fantasy. Yeah. Well, and going back to the Last Temptation of Christ, that was something that was very important for me to include in that film because this point about subjective destitution that is this kind of liberating possibility that from which you can orientate back into the world rather than just being stupidly immersed in the pizza and Bezos and all of that you're describing, you know, what happens, that you, you have that distance 
and I think that sanity, the possibility for looking at the world in its real, in its more in its kind of small truth, as it were, with a small T. Yeah, I find it makes me want to go to space. I never wanted to. <laughs> I never wanted to go to space. Now you've made me curious. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it amazes me that people like Elon Musk can genuinely be planning to go and sort of think that humans are going to go and live on Mars. I mean, it's just crazy when we're sort of busy fucking up this planet. And, you know, we the question is, why can we not make the changes we need to make that we will have to make? Mm. People will have to change. Life will have to change. It's going to be a huge shift, very difficult to make because human beings are fundamentally extremely selfish. You know, Zizek or Jamison's line about you can imagine the end of the world easier than imagining the end of capitalism. For Musk, it's like it's easier to imagine a life on another world than it is to imagine a life yes, here. Uh, yes, exactly. No, I think that's very true. I think that's very true. As with the same with ideology, which, funnily enough, wasn't made to reflect the time, but actually increasingly has so much application to the time. Things that were, seemed like, oh, well, what we know this is what Slavoj's ideas are on ideology, if you know, but now a lot of people don't actually know. And so people discovering that film has a, has real value to understanding where we are. Just the kind of architecture of his use of psychoanalysis to explain how ideology works through cinema. The irony is that the framework of ideas that we've been building towards for the final film, despite the fact that we kind of got to that point of presenting it to commissioners in early 2020, so many of that's all still totally relevant. It's a live, a creative set of ideas that we're adding to. I mean, I've got Slavoj's here. This is like a classic example of my work, which is I'm, I'm reading this and I've just made various points that I find interesting. And, you know, he, he can send me the Word document, so then I've got it to pull out, but it's nice to have the book. But I think the framework of thinking around it, because initially it was called The Pervert's Guide to the 21st Century, and then when the pandemic came, so much was suddenly occurring about the 21st century that it felt like it, I needed to differentiate what it could be, and then came up with The Pervert's Guide to Utopias then discovered that the concept of utopia, which is a sort of embarrassment within the kind of, you know, ivory tower discourse around like, oh, we can't believe in utopias, you know. But of course, there isn't a utopia, but there's utopias, plural. And Slavoj just, we did this little taster reel for presenting it at CPH Docs. And I realised that, you know, it's a bit like placing Slavoj in a set. I, by placing him in the question of utopias, he just like a sort of engine, just like a fire on all cylinders, coming in with this amazing, you know, and, and so we sort of run with that and sticking with that because it's sort of, it, it's in the past, you know, it's it's been explored many times. And now it's also a way of looking ahead in the sense of Berardi's and phenomenology of the end. Of the and so on 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 and so on
Thank you.